This is Chief Mike Krantz Day from the Ben PD, but it's not Mike Krantz, it's Sheila Miller. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. So tell us why Mike's not here today. The chief is participating in our quarterly in-service training today, so he'll What be, does that entail? Uh, today, there's some ethics training, there's a defense tactics, um, some shooting at the range, I believe, so he's right in the mix of it with some other officers. He's mixing it up. That's right. All right. Well, we wish him well. Look forward to seeing him again. Thank you for coming in. You were very busy. Since we talked last, of course, you were at, uh, at the scene of the active shooter that we had here in Bend in late August. And uh, I understand that store is going to reopen tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. That's what I hear. I'm, I'm happy for the employees that they will be able to return and, and to that area of the community that's been without a Safeway for quite a while and without a grocery store. Obviously, one of the biggest stories, because you had, you had to deal with national media. We did. We had a lot of people show up in town for that unfortunate event. And uh, so it's nice to hopefully get back to normal. But it was... Um, it was an opportunity to share what our officers did and, and the brave community members who, who helped make that event not as bad as it could have been. How do officers now cope with the aftermath? You know, I think that's a really important thing. I think uh, the days of, you know, tough guy persona thing is long gone. Um, and so we recognize that um, the things that our officers see on a day-to-day -day basis are really traumatic. And um, what a lot of people may not know is that we have a nationally recognized wellness program at the Bend Police Department. Um, we have yoga four days a week. We have an on-site therapist. We have mindfulness and sleep programs. Um, and probably most importantly, after an incident like this, is we offer critical incident stress management debriefs for everyone who's involved in something like this. And these officers took advantage of that? Absolutely. And in fact, you know, we had a, um, a defusing, which is just sort of like a, um, a short version of a, of a debrief um, the night of the incident for those who were immediately impacted, those who were first on the scene. And so um, we had chaplains come in. We have um, a lot of resources that we put towards making sure that our officers are not only physically healthy, but also mentally and emotionally healthy. Well, the incident that lasted all of four minutes and uh, uh, Ben police are receiving praise from many corners uh, for their actions. Yeah, you know, our officers did what they were trained to do. They they didn't wait. They went straight in. And I think, um, I think that's really um, reassuring for our community um, to know that if God forbid we had something like this happen again. Um, they know that our officers know what they're supposed to do and that they are going to do it. Well, back to school is ramped up. We've we're got the kids back in. And uh, what's the situation with officers and school campuses and safety and all of that? Yeah, well, we know that people were nervous to send kids back to school after um, the shooting at Safeway. And, um, you know, we've had a pretty robust school resource officer program in the Ben Lapine schools for a long time. We have four officers who are full-time dedicated to being school resource officers. And then Ben Lapine also contracts with the sheriff's office for those schools that are outside of um, city limits. Um, so those people are on site. Each of them is assigned to a high school, but they are also assigned to middle and, and elementary schools as well. And um, kind of in the wake of the shooting, our chief asked officers just to be really present in and around schools, go to football games, show up at practices, swing through, walk the halls, check in with your old teachers, that sort of thing. 
Um, just because we know people were uncomfortable and we want people to know that when you need us, we're going to be there. Um, and so we had officers kind of on site during the first days of school and that will continue, um, for the next few months. We just are trying to really make sure that people realize that, that we're there, we're around and nearby when you need us. School resource officers, are they all active duty personnel or is there a mix of retired in there? Oh, they're full active duty officers. They carry all the same tools. They wear the same uniform. Um, they go out and do patrol during other times of year. Um, it's a, it's, I believe it's a three year um, rotation that officers can apply for. Okay. That sounds, that sounds like it's having the same officer in the same school for three years. That sounds like it'd be a real comfort to students and parents. Absolutely. And, you know, we have some officers who've been in um, schools for many years longer. We have a, an officer who's been at Bend High for quite a long time. And, um, you know, a lot of people know who she is. And, and I think that's a big comfort to people. All right. Uh, the, uh, we did have another incident come up uh, recently that we talked to District Attorney John Hummel about yesterday, and that was the uh, case with human trafficking and uh, 20-some arrests. That's right. Uh, you know, over several months, um, our police department decided to work on a project that was dedicated to um, combating human trafficking, luring of minors, um, and sex work. And um, the emphasis was on identifying and arresting people who are trying to meet underage children for sex. Um, it's an unfortunate fact that that happens everywhere and it happens in our community. And um, so during this project, uh, which ran from mid-May through late August, um, 20 people were arrested for various crimes. And those things included, you know, attempting to lure a minor, um, all kinds of stuff. Uh, but one of the interesting aspects of it was sometimes people would um, arrive and they would also have drugs and alcohol to provide to these uh, minors. So um, the way that it worked was that our officers would post ads online uh, on websites and apps that are dedicated to this sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> our officers would clearly identify that they were um, underage. And to their credit, most people immediately stopped communicating um, but there were some people who did not and who continued and arranged to meet. And when they arranged to meet and showed up for that meeting, they were arrested. Um, Is I, this a division of the Bend Police Department that's always working on this, or was this a special operation? This was a special operation, and we had about a dozen officers, um, some of whom have been highly trained um, to do this sort of work. Um, but these are just officers who are on the street every day and um, who feel strongly that this is something that they don't want in their community. Um, and I think one of the really important things to know about this project is we received more than 200 uh, distinct phone numbers calls and, and texts from distinct phone numbers. Um, most of those people stopped communicating once they knew the person was underage. Um, but not a single one of those people then got off the phone and thought, I should call the cops and tell them that there is somebody who's being trafficked as a minor. And I think that's pretty disappointing. That brings up another home point. Going back to my conversation with uh, the DA yesterday, if you see something, say something. Absolutely. You know, um, we don't want to think that something like this happens in our community, you know, but um, if you see something that seems uncomfortable, gosh, we would rather you call us and let us do the investigating and figure out if it's a crime. Um, than to just walk away and potentially leave somebody in danger. Yeah, the emphasis being uh, if, if someone is on social media, whether you know them or not, if you see something that looks suspicious, why not call? Absolutely. And the other part of that, too, 
um, is there are people out there who are trying to um, to target kids and and young teenagers. And um, so we want to remind parents and guardians and any other caregivers to, to know what's going on in their kids' digital world. You know, it's hard to keep up with apps and websites and what kids are doing, um, but that's that's really important. And so if we can put um, some controls, some parental controls on those apps and, and just kind of know exactly what's going on um, when your kids are looking at their phones or their iPads, um, I think that's going to make a big difference too. Really good advice. All right, Sheila Miller, Ben PD, great to have you in studio. Thanks for having me. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we'll take a look at money news.